Time to talk a little Georgia football with Jake Roos from DogsHQ.com, On3.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Roos Recruiting. Hey, Jake, how are you? I'm good, Bill. Thanks for having me, buddy. Good to talk to you. Yes, sir. Always great to talk Georgia football. You know, I, I – uh, Oh, man, Jake, I hate to get in recruiting. I hate to know all these names this early in the process. I told myself 10 years ago I'd stop this nonsense, but you, you, uh, I'll blame you for partly getting me back interested in this. But it's hard not to be interested when Georgia's doing what they're doing with this recruiting right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I, you know, I get, your, uh, I get your concern. It's about as far away as we could possibly be from the signing period. And so you got to take everything that's said with a grain of salt. But at the same time, man, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum for Georgia right now on the recruiting trail in terms of just, uh, you know, the buzz that they're generating. A lot of guys are setting official visits right now. Um, you know, Justin Scott, one of the top defensive linemen in America, already locked in for his visit. Uh, DeMello Jones, who's one of the guys who I think will be a household name by the end of this cycle, uh, a top athlete out of Swainsboro. He's locked in with the Bulldogs now as well. Uh, you know, they've got six or seven guys that are already kind of uh, planning to come see them officially, and uh, it, it's a strong list. I, I think that this summer is going to be uh, going to be nuts, especially uh, even compared to last summer. Last summer was pretty outstanding. Well, DeMello Jones is one of the ones I wanted to mention, and, and mainly because of some of the things he said about the – relentless recruiting that is going on from Fran Brown, who uh, I think when a lot of people heard Fran Brown being hired at Georgia, a lot of people were like, who? But this guy has become an elite recruiter, and I, I loved what Jones said about how about every day Fran Brown gives him a call, and that could lead to DeMello Jones being of a dog here if he, if he uh, continues to like what he's hearing, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you, you're spot on. Fran really – I mean, I, I remember when I first heard the news, and I was like, "That's not what I expected." Um, but they, really, you know, I, I think that they've really brought him along. Um, you know, I think the pairing with Will Muschamp has been outstanding. Um, you know, so he's a he's a young guy. He's got a lot of energy, uh, but he's also working with some fantastic coaches as well. Um, you know, and the ties that he brings, I think, are, are sometimes what can be overlooked by people. You know, you're talking about a guy who can dip into South Florida, uh, but also hails from uh, New England. So he's got roots kind of on both ends of the spectrum. He's able to get it, uh, get down south and recruit those guys in that Miami area, but he's also able to go back to his stomping grounds up there in New Jersey and pull kids from the Northeast. That was a pretty untapped area for Georgia. They didn't have a ton of guys that they pulled out of there. Isaiah Wilson's one of the few that come to mind um, in the recent era, but, um, you know, otherwise it's kind of been a, a bit of a wild West. And, you know, you, those guys for the most part are, are hard to pull, but, you know, credit for Fran Brown. He's done an outstanding job up there. And like you said, I, I think he's on a, a great trajectory uh, Matt Rule uh, recently even said as much, basically, that, you know, a lot of these guys, we've seen several Georgia players transferred to Nebraska. He said Fran Brown was a big mm-hmm. reason why, because he knew what he was looking for. He knew he knew how he runs practices. And, uh, you know, he said that that's a guy who's uh, going to be a head coach one day. And given how his, uh, his career trajectory, I think that that would be uh, foolish to doubt him on that. You said you think that we'll know more of DeMello Jones moving forward. He'll be a, a, a real name here as he gets into his senior season. What do you think Georgia wants him as, Jake? Yeah, you know, the, the real feeling, given how 
strongly it is with Fran right now. I think they're thinking DB for him. Um, but he's mm-hmm. playing, but he's getting love from both ways. I mean, I, I think he's really, and it's interesting because this is the case with a couple of guys in this class. K.J. Bolden, Mike Matthews is like this. There's several guys in this class who are true two-way athletes. And so when you run into guys like this, you really just take that approach of, hey, get them on campus. We'll figure it out from there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll let, tell them what they need to hear, get them on, and get them in. And, um, you know, I think Jones right now, Georgia likes what he brings at DB, uh, speed, lengths, um, you know, great ball skills. He's focused a little bit more, I think, on wide receiver, and that's not unusual for a kid of his caliber at this uh, stage in his mm-hmm. career. Um, you know, just offensive weapon, being able to get down the field and get by guys is such a premium. But uh, I think DeMello Jones is a guy that Georgia really likes at that uh, that corner spot, and uh, I think that uh, they're going to continue to press heavily to get him there. You, you mentioned K.J. Bolden being from Buford. He's the fourth overall prospect on the on-three consensus and the top safety, and, and George already has the second and third rated safeties. And his teammate at Buford, Edric Houston, is uh, also one of the top players, rated 12th overall in the on three consensus. Both five star prospects, both outstanding prospects. Are they a package deal? Or how close are they? Are they tied together? What do you think about that? And what's their timetable, Jake? You know, I have not gotten a sense uh, at all in speaking to either one of them that there are any sort of package deals. You know, Buford, Buford is uh, almost a JUCO to some degree. I mean, they, yeah. those guys, those guys kind of just do what they need to do. Uh, you know, it's a pro factory, so uh, I don't think that that's the case for either one. Bolden seems like he's maybe kind of narrowing things down uh, a little bit more firmly, and uh, we'll probably get his official visit process rolling here soon. I know Ohio State's one of those that he's looking at. Uh, you're also looking, uh, you know, Georgia's in the mix there as well. He's got um, USC, I think, is pretty heavily in consideration. Clemson's another one that looks like they're going to be in the mix as well. Houston seems a little bit more wide open. He seems like he's taking his time a little bit more. Um, going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think Georgia's in a great spot for him. And really, to be quite frank, of the two of them, I think that they need Houston more. Uh, he looks like a perfect five technique. Those are really tough to come by. Um, Georgia didn't really pull one in this class. Uh, they'll probably take an edge guy and convert him over there, but they didn't have like a uh, straight-out edge or a straight-out five technique. I think Houston's that mm-hmm. guy in this class, and I think that uh, Georgia's going to press heavily to make sure that they get uh, the top player in the, the nation at that spot. Well, they're both outstanding prospects. I, I think I want K.J. Bolden just because uh, how, what a kick it would be for Georgia to get the top three safeties in the nation, which for me, Jake, just reiterates my thought process about Kirby Smart and how he wants the secondary to be elite every single year. They've already gotten Peyton Woodyard, the kid from California, Jalen Hayward from Florida, and rated above them is K.J. Bolden. I mean, that would almost be unprecedented for a team to get the top three players at a certain position. That just doesn't happen very often. No, it would be absolutely goofy. I mean, it would be ridiculous. There's really no other way to say it. I mean, there's, you know, but that's you know, that's what you've got going when you're able to produce guys that are going to the league, right? Uh, in the way that you see a guy like um, uh, Chris Smith, you know, you take him, he's a great developmental piece. He comes out, does a tremendous job, steps up his game, and he's headed to the draft. He's going to get his, he's going to get drafted. Javon Bullard, another guy you take him, three star out of Baldwin, take him, develop him, MVP of the bowl games, uh, national championship, comes up huge. 
uh, going to be one of the top considered guys, I think, next year for a, a star safety position, um, you know, when you're talking draft. Malachi Star and they show that they're able to utilize a guy, even with all the depth that they have, a guy with that kind of talent early on in his career, early and often. Guys want that playing time. They want to be out there early. Georgia's proven they can do it on both ends. They can take you and develop your skills, but also if you're that dude kind of coming out, they're going to be able to find a spot for you right away. Jake Roos, our guest on 3.com, dogshq.com. Speaking of Woodyard, Woodyard he's, he's coming on April the 15th to uh, the G-Day game, and then he'll take his official visit on June the 2nd through the 4th that weekend. He's already committed. But I, I want to talk about his comment about Dylan Rayola, the quarterback who's the number one rated prospect in the country for, for next year, Jake. Peyton said – Dylan knows he's family. I would love to play with him at Georgia. Dylan, come on home. How much will those kind of relationships matter compared even to the relationship that we talked about last week that Mike Bobo has with Dylan Riola and that that relationship through Matthew Stafford and the fact that Stafford played with Dylan's dad with the Lions? What, What about those player relationships? Will that matter to Dylan? I think that that will, yeah, sure. I think that that'll give him a level of comfort uh, at, at uh, various places. I think that that's something that everybody's looking for. They want that brotherhood. And you guys want to play with similarly talented guys. And, you know, Georgia right now sitting with the number one class in America when it comes to 2024 and looks to have a pretty good handle on uh, kind of carrying that over for some time. So, you know, I think that those relationships can be impactful. Is it a make-or-break thing at the end of the day? Probably not. I mean, he's a kid who's going to choose his own path, certainly, and I don't know that he's going to be, you know, dictated necessarily by what a, a safety from California chooses to do, but I don't think that it hurts anything at all. And if anything, it's probably a huge help because, like I said, the brotherhood idea is something we're hearing more and more and more over these last couple of years is uh, kids want to be – tight with their teammates and want guys that are going to hold them accountable, call them out. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, when you have that familiarity, you're able to make that happen. Jake, uh, Georgia already has a pretty good number of recruits right now. They have 10. With, with the type of quality talents that they are projecting could be on their radar, how important is it for recruits that Georgia has offered to commit quickly? Are, are they kind of rolling the dice if they wait, considering how good this, pro, good this class is looking? Uh, that, it's kind of a case-by-case basis, I would say. You know, guys like K.J. Bolden okay. and Edgar Houston are, are not going to have to worry about that. But, you know, if you're a guy that, you know, you've got Georgia and let's say uh, – an example would be, let's say you were a Javon Bullard-esque recruit in this class and you maybe Louisville, uh, you know, Middle Tennessee and Georgia Tech and then Georgia comes in. If, they, if that's a committable offer, you should probably hop on that if that's what you want to do because they're not going to have a lot. I mean, they're, I just don't think they're going to have a lot of those guys um, kind of lingering out there this year. They're going to, I think, move quickly. I think they're going to move decisively, and they're going to be able to, in a lot of cases, I think, pick and choose what they want and who they want. And so, uh, yeah, I think that definitely if guys want to get in on the train, uh, they better go ahead and pull the trigger. All right, I, w- I want to ask you about a couple of players on, on the current roster. Um, first of all, I think you talked about this when he transferred in, but, but the Bowie kid, uh, when, when I look at this, this depth chart for Georgia, obviously uh, we, we know that uh, 
they are going to have to replace Kalei Ringo at that cornerback. Do you expect Devin Bowie to, to challenge Dalen Everett and Nyland Green for that other spot across from Laster? I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens there, to be honest with you. I, I don't know because I, I think that there's a real possibility that Bowie factors in as one of the safety spots. I think that that's where he mm-hmm. might end up. Um, you know, you've got to replace Chris Smith, so how do you do that? Well, I think possibly you look at Bowie there. I think also you have to consider the possibility of taking a guy like Javon Bullard and moving him there if you feel like he's the best suited for the spot and then maybe let Bowie hold down that star position. I think he's probably a little bit deeper in the secondary than corner. Um, that's just kind of my uh, early take on it. You know, they've got some young guys, some, some great depth there as well. Um, and I think that that probably offers him the best opportunity to see, see the field fastest. So that's my early inclination is that he's probably competing for a star or safety spot before a corner spot. Well, and the reason I ask that is I, I thought I remembered when Georgia was, was recruiting him out of uh, the Bainbridge area a couple of years ago that he was talked about as, as being looked at as a safety by the Georgia staff. Was that true? Do you remember that or not? Uh, you know, I think that it, it was sort of uh, one of those, was, I, as far as I can remember back to that, it was sort of, uh, you know, uh, a figure it out when you arrive kind of deal. Again, Get him in, of, yeah. Yeah, it was just sort of, hey, look, you know, we like you at safety, we like you at corner, we like you at start, but, you know, we'll figure that out when we get here and when we get a chance to get our balls yeah. on you. And I think that that's uh, ultimately kind of what Georgia ended up deciding to do in taking him this time, you know. It's, uh, I, like I said, I, to me, I just I say that safety, or the safety spot just makes the most sense to me, just given the need. But, you know, he has a skill set that I think could function well at, at either of those spots, to be honest with you. Jake, uh, your colleague at Dogs HQ, Jake Rowe, who was on in football season with Russ and Daniel on the Midday Show, uh, reported on your website that he is still hearing a lot of chatter, good chatter, positive chatter, about Raylan Wilson and C.J. Allen. And when I saw that, I laughed because I'm like, how much more positive chatter can we hear about these inside linebackers? I mean, I, I, I just don't know what the heck they're going to do with all the talent that they have behind Smile Munden and Jamon Dumas Johnson. Um, I just can't imagine there being a, a position more stacked than than that for any team in in the country on defense. I think we've already talked about the possibility of Jalen Walker moving outside and perhaps competing for that other spot across from what we assume will be Marvin Jones uh, Jr. having the the inside track on that Nolan Smith spot, but. What are they going to do with all this talent inside linebacker? I mean, it's scary, especially if Wilson and Allen, once they put the pads on and start practicing again with this team, uh, how much talent there is in inside linebacker spot. I assume they're going to wake up every day and thank God that they have this problem. I mean, that's, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, it, it is. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, a, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches, certainly. But, you know, I think that – Georgia's shown a really, I think, and it's like I mentioned with the idea of um, you know some getting some of these young guys in, especially at that safety spot. But I think it's definitely true at, at a linebacker as well. Look, they're going to find a way to utilize these guys. I mean, they if yeah. you've got the, if you've got the skill and you've got the ability, you know they're going to find a way to get you on the field. Uh, they didn't necessarily need Jalen Walker 
at uh, inside linebacker last year. But guess what? He ended up finding himself a, a home at the outside linebacker position and was very effective there. So, you know, I think that those capabilities are what make Georgia such a compelling sell for a lot of recruits. And I also think that it's something that, uh, you know, they are going to be able to, to figure out as, as things continue to go on. I think that they'll, they'll have roles for all of those guys. I think that, you know, CJ and, uh, CJ and Raylan were two very, very special recruits coming out. Um, I think everybody, everybody who had a chance to watch them would tell you that. And um, I, I think that uh, it's not a lot of surprise necessarily, but it's great to hear. And uh, I'm really intrigued to see how far these guys can push it. Because like you said, you've got a couple of really outstanding players ahead of you. You know, Are they going to be able to uh, kind of get in there and maybe steal some snaps from some of these guys? If so, that's, uh, that's quite a feather in the cap for these freshmen. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It really is. And, and you know, if Marvin Jones Jr. is going to be on the other side, and let's say Walker competed with Darius Smith, who, you know, I asked you about early last year, and you said, oh, yeah, that could be a freak. And he showed glimpses of it at times uh, last year with his athleticism and just what he can do. I mean, I, it, it's just unbelievable of what they have there. And it's going to be awfully fun to watch in spring and in the month of August for sure. Jake, great stuff. Thank you so much for your insight. We appreciate it. We'll chat with you again next week. All right, Bill. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, buddy.